Hello and welcome to another episode of the Songwriting Idiots, the show where normally every month Ralph and I attempt to write a song in a genre and on a topic decided by you, the listener. We are in our end of season break and we have a special treat with, for you today. It's the last of our series of interviews that we've been doing over the past few months with interesting musical guests from around the world. Ralph, what wonderful, delightful guest do we have this week? <laughs> we have quite a treat. This is actually the last one. So season two is coming up very soon. We're recording this. Now it's April. In May we're back. But we have, I think, it would be cruel to say we, we kept the best for last because we had great guests all through. But if uh, you know us, listeners, you know we're cruel. We're cruel. <laughs> we have a really, really good interview lined up for you. Today we have Tommy Krabweis on. He is a... Huh? What would you call it? A C celebrity? A C celebrity? Like C list celebrity? C list celebrity? As B listers, he's just below us. Probably, yeah. I yeah. think it's fair to say that. Um, he is, we are quite well known in in Germany for for comedy and music, and we actually got him on the show to talk about the blues because he's done a lot of blues songs in the past, mostly like comedy songs, and we ended up talking about the blues, but we also talked about a whole lot else. Like I think it was an hour and a half of quite cool conversation. So uh, yeah. Stay tuned if you want to find out uh, what working at the Wild West-themed park was like in the 90s as a stuntman, or if you want to know how to write a top 20 song that's uh, sung by a loaf of bread, or if you want to find out how Dan came to support Baby Shambles in concert. Loads coming up, and I guess without further ado, let's jump into the interview. <laughs> All right, so tonight we have another guest on the show, uh, Tommy, and it's actually it's actually funny, Tommy. I've uh, met you only a couple of months ago on uh, on on a, on a live stream of yours on a completely different topic. We talked about Nazis, how older? Yeah, because I'm German. What else would you talk to about? About uh, well, you know, t tell me about it. I'm a historian. What do people ask me about? It's 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 always Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Nazis. When I was in America uh, working for Disney. Uh, it was it was fun that many people asked about Nazis, but actually quite a lot of people ask if we still have that Hitler guy. He would be quite old at this point. I mean, that's a very yeah, stupid but question. But it's so crazy. And I, I even had the question, someone asked me, do you have like, like color TV? <laughs> Ah, I, said, I said, no, we still have that Hitler guy. Yeah. And uh, uh, Hitler guy and Volksempfänger, that's all we have. <laughs> oh, that, Volksempfänger. That's, yeah. all, that's all it is. So, yeah. So, um, I, I'm glad you just said yes when I asked you to come on this show because I know you did many things in your life, but you also did a, a bit of music and you created the nightmare of my uh, generation, but that's a different story. Thank you for the bread. Ah, the, ah, burnt the bread. Yeah. Yeah. A different story. Um, so, um, yeah. So, I'm. Um, I realized that you do uh, a fair amount of music and you do a fair amount of blues. Yeah, because it's just three chords. I'd, I'd love to do more, but, well, you would have to practice for that. So we, we thought it would be cool to have you on because uh, we didn't yet talk about the blues on this show. You know, we usually have a different genre every month, but blues wasn't one of them. We've done Italo dance. We've done, <laughs> you know, the, the big genres. <laughs> all, 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 all important genres. <laughs> German yeah, hip-hop. that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, German yeah. rap and hip-hop, but we haven't touched on the blues, that little genre. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so uh, to start with, you uh, when did you actually start uh, making music, Tommy? So you, I understand you started on the drums, right? Yes, I, I started playing the drums because uh, in my school, uh, we had a teacher who was actually 
a very, very good drummer playing with Nick Woodland and the Magnets, which is a very well-known blues guitar player and his band here in, in Bavaria. And um, I didn't know that before. I, w I just went to that. I don't know what what, what would you call a Wahlunterricht? What would that be in in English? It's, it was a, uh, an, an 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 optional subject. It, right, you, did, it was you, an you didn't have yeah. to do it. Right, yeah. yeah, you didn't have to do it, but you had to do one of them. So this seemed like the the less less unnerving uh, 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 choice. So so I went there, and I was actually quite surprised how much fun that was, and. Uh, The, the next thing I knew was that there was a band, uh, a school band, uh, to be started, uh, and I, the choice fell on me to to be the drummer, and nobody wanted to sing, as as you know happens. Mm -hmm. So I was the one, uh, and I remember sitting on the drums and having a a, a, a note stand. Actually, we didn't have money or anything or a, for a for a proper microphone stand. So it was a stand for. for Uh, sheet music and uh, we taped the the lousy microphone that we had in in this thing and it was between my legs so it was kind of like jerry lee lewis when he plays around the note stand you've seen that before maybe and so i had to wrap my arms around this like hugging the stand and and, and sing into it and i had to be very close because the microphone was so super shitty And it was plugged in together with the bass guitar in the same hand. <laughs> Great. That must yeah, have sounded absolutely. so beautiful. Uh, oh, I mean, it was wonderful. Everyone uh, in the, the audience was very happy. Horrible. Your vocals were coming out of a bass amp, just to be clear. My Absolutely. Yeah, well, Fantastic. the bass was coming out of the bass amp and my voice yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Was it in there know? sometimes, yeah. There were it was in there somewhere. And it was just horrible, horrible. And uh, But the main problem with this band was that they got... they more or less never got out of this uh, cellar to actually pray to play to people. It was only just you invite people over so they tear you in this room. And and I always thought, why why don't we just like play to people? And oh let's let's just rehearse one more. <laughs> oh I hated were, it. They were visionaries. They they saw 2020 coming on in the distance and it just in a very, very far well, well, distance. I I ask you who's laughing now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me a little, <laughs> and uh, and so uh, so the next thing was that uh, there was a girl who said, "Well, you could play at my birthday party because she actually liked what we did," and uh, I kind of talked her into hiring another band that I would soon be in because I didn't want to play with them anymore. I wanted to play guitar and sing, but the problem was I didn't have another band so i saw myself in the uh, position of getting one together in about six weeks because then was her birthday party so i <laughs> went over to <laughs> i went over to our drum uh, teacher and said i need another drummer because i can drum i i, I need to learn guitar right now and, and i need another drummer and he, he It was so crazy. Uh, forgive me for taking over your podcast because this uh, story is just too funny. Oh, there's so, so much editing I can do, don't you? Uh, that's great. <laughs> it, it, you just edit it out. All so, of it. All of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and so my, my drum teacher, uh, he, he, he pointed to a guy at the, um, uh, 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 the coffee slot machine thingy and said, this guy, he's quite good. I went over and said, hey, um, uh, he just said, you're good. And he said, what? I, I'm good? I, I, uh, really? I just had one lesson. I said, yeah, well, that's what he said. Turns out that my drum teacher meant the guy standing next to him. 
Oh, <laughs> you no. have to be. Yeah, but it oh, just no. so happened that this guy, who was actually quite good, talked to another student uh, of the drum uh, thingy who was not that good, or nobody knew because if he would be any good because it was his first lesson. That's why they talked to each other. So I hired that guy. And then I went into my class and said, who, who, who makes music? And uh, Ralph, uh, a guy who was sitting next to me, said, well, actually, I play the accordion. I said, great. Could you buy yourself a bass right now? Please. Please. <laughs> I pretty that. please. Uh, please I, need, I need a bass player. Please, please, please. Please, please me. And uh, we got together, I, I think, two days after that. And it was horrific because I couldn't play guitar. He couldn't play bass. The other guy put barely drums. And so we, we rehearsed for six weeks like hell. And then we actually did that gig. What a lucky girl. <laughs> oh, what a lucky, it was girl. So, a lucky girl. It was so bad. I, I remember she went over to us and said, listen, uh, uh, you, you, in, the, in the second set, you played one song that was actually not that horrible. <laughs> could, could you please play that like two more times and then please leave? Stop. <laughs> and stop, and they actually collected money for us, and uh, oh, there were oh. about fifty people, and we got like I don't know five Deutschmarks together. So that means somebody must have given a penny or something. It was so horrible. It was so disgustingly, utterly shite. <laughs> and I never got over that. I really would like to uh, apologize to that girl because it was. Oh God! Oh, it's coming back now. Don't me. Oh, sometimes I wake up in the night and I say, "I'm sorry." It was so horrible. With a yeah. picture of her beside your bed. No, I don't need I'm that. So I still see her. I don't need. See her in the front of your mind. Well, oh, what God. birthday was it? Was it an important birthday, like an 18th? Do you remember? Yes, exactly oh, that. Oh, great! Oh man, great. it was so bad. That oh my God, it was so bad. Oh, oh God. So yeah. So I used up all my words now for this podcast, I guess. No, it's, it's good. That was um, actually, I prepared for the first time in my life and I uh, read your Wikipedia page because, you know, I've got nothing better to do. And <laughs> I can tell just from reading that that it must have gone uphill from there because please tell me about the Western themed theme park <laughs> thing. <laughs> And you spent some time at in the nineties. It sounds it sounds glorious. Uh, well, I was I was, uh, I, was uh, <laughs> I was eighteen, and I didn't have a job. And my mother actually uh, um, had bought a flat that she that she uh, um, well gave away. But uh, and she said you can go there, you can live there, but you have to pay a little rent at least, so that I can pay back the loan. And I said okay. And uh, the first months I thought, okay, I'm going out in the street busking because uh, I actually was quite good at that and there was quite a lot of money to be uh, earned. Uh, I did that. But at the end of the month, I kind of so okay, I bought strings. I bought this. I bought that. I bought the ticket for the subway. Uh, and the, the money is all gone, which is crazy because I thought I could use that for the – yeah, it didn't work out. In the second month, it didn't – didn't work out. In the third month, my mother said, son, we need to talk. And in, in she, that deep voice. In that deep voice. Son. Yeah, as mother did. And she, uh, and, uh, she slammed down a, uh, a newspaper with ads, as it was the case then in the 90s, uh, when there was no internet. And uh, she circled, she had circled all the optional uh, jobs that she thought would be fine for me. And one of them, 
One of them was actually uh, 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 at the reception of a hotel in the night because she said, uh, you can read them, you know, something like that. She was, she was, well, how can I say this? Uh, she was she meant not very, she didn't think too much of my other uh, <laughs> talents, obviously. She thought you'd but, rather read, that would make. Yeah, I, you'd rather read, son. You can do that. And so, um, and there was one that said uh, that a uh, local amusement park called No Name City needed a stuntman. And the funny thing was that I actually worked as a stuntman for TV before. So I thought, well, I go there. And I, I remember my mother said, you got your stupid cowboy hat all the time. So why don't you just try there? Because that, that was kind of fitting. You know, I have the right hat. I can fall down without hurting myself, so why don't I go there? I went there, and it just so turned out that uh, a stuntman that they wanted to hire from America didn't show up. So they were in need of one, uh, and the season would start tomorrow. So he had no choice, and I was the only one who applied for the job, so I got the job. But the crazy thing was that, you know, I was eager to do anything. I was, I was just hot. And whatever, and whatever the uh, uh, the director of the park, uh, uh, Heinz was his name, name said needs to be done. I was the first to say, "I'll do it," because I just wanted to do it. I, I wanted to do anything. And there was, uh, I I really really remember that first time when all the other people who worked in the park for quite some time they always turned their heads, and I thought, "What? What's the problem? Why why are they looking at me that weird way?" Because they thought I'm crazy. Because when you have to do that. Every day, every day except Monday, from April to the end of October, every frigging day, you're killing yourself. Because it was two, it was stunt shows twice a day, a saloon show twice a day. And in that show, I had to play three songs, dress, undress, dress again, uh, do some kind of stupid dance, go off stage, sing another song, go off stage, dress myself as Miss Annie Oakley, the wonderful sharpshooter. Go, <laughs> it's, it's true. I'm telling the truth. Go out again, do that, go off, sing another song, go out, do the stunt show. It was, it was nightmarish. It was my apprenticeship, and uh, I mean, there's many people who say, yeah, I was apprenticed this and there, and this is where I learned the hard way. It's absolutely true. I learned showbiz the hard way in those two years. I never missed one show, never missed one day, even though I had two ribs broken, and uh, uh, it was two just... Two years as well is a long yeah. time. Oh, really long time. Two years is a long time. Yeah, yeah but I survived, and uh, yeah, well, now I know that if... Push comes to shove. I could do it. I don't want to, but I could. You know, I survived and you're, that. And you're also really good at falling, which is helpful. <laughs> yeah, I, that's actually <laughs> that a good <laughs> skill. Yeah, well, you know, when, when you're really old. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing is that you don't unlearn this. It's true. You, I mean, you get kind of uh, your 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 body parts. They uh, they don't the, the the joints. They don't move as fast as they uh, used to. But you never unlearn this, and uh, it's just so happens that you know you you skate on the ice or whatever. You it happens. I never fall off my head. I always roll. Yeah. It's just it's just a Built great in, skill. Right? It's automatic. Yeah, it's totally automatic. And I never hurt myself. My brother hurts himself all the time. I never, never, ever, which is good. 
Well, so that's so that was your kind of. It sounds like your musical introduction was was not conventional, shall we say? From no. starting in a band, uh, no, uh, no, and a, a shit band to a to theme a park. Theme park. <laughs> it's true, and I remember that uh, uh, the director of the park he said, "Well, uh, there needs to uh, we need another song uh, to be played in the saloon show uh, on this spot, and uh, who could I could? Okay, and what would you play? The only country song that I knew was Rawhide." <laughs> From the Blues Brothers. Oh, I knew it from the Blues Brothers. Without the key change, though, you know. Yeah, no one. So, yeah, just A minor. And I could do that. So I ended up playing two years, twice a day. Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> <laughs> move them up, head them up, head them up, move them on, move them on, head them up, roll high. It was just crazy. <laughs> crazy. <sighs> a German, a German. I mean, it, just think of it. It was the most authentic Western town in Europe. Which is not a thing because there are none. But did right. they actually hand out that title? That is something yes. they, they used. Oh, beautiful. Yes, it was something beautiful. they used that we're all the most, uh, the, the most original, authentic Western town in Europe. I wrote, I wrote a book about all that together with, uh, with the director of the park. And I asked him that when we worked on the book, which is some kind of a uh, uh, fake interview situation in the book. And he actually said, I never thought of that. You're right. It's stupid. Yeah. Well, would it work? It's 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 like in Vienna, where I live. There's loads and loads of authentic Irish pubs, and no, nothing <laughs> so about authentic. them. It's it's so annoying because it's just a it's just a it's it's a parody almost of what uh, an Irish bar should be. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It was it was just crazy. But yeah, there's one thing that was actually that kind of got in that direction because all the stuff that was used and shown there was very, very authentic, ma authentically made, crafted, or actually uh, it was a real museum piece, which was cool. Uh, you know, that uh, cool. there, were, there was a lot of stuff that... Uh, we had the, the spit bucket of the, the, the saloon where Wyatt Earp presumably must have spit in. <laughs> That's a lot of... The original. <laughs> one of the original spit pits or spit... Uh, Buckets or however you call them, we had them. I I spit in the same spit bucket as Wired Up. What a claim! What a claim to fame! <laughs> I mean, yeah, who could who except Wired Up? You yeah. know, could say that. Yeah. Uh, talking about authenticity, let's move on to white people playing the blues because we are yeah. all very authentic yeah. as well. Uh, <laughs> sad thing, really. It's, it is quite a sad thing, thing isn't it? Yeah. Especially when you grow, grow up and learn to play the guitar these days. You know, I, I learned in like the 2000s and you, you do your, you, you have your couple of years of, uh, of lessons and stuff and you get to know a lot of the classic in uh, big quotation marks uh, blues musicians like Eric Clapton. And uh, they tend to be all white <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. It took that's me a long time true. to realize, well, actually, wait a second. There was something before that. <laughs> there, there yeah, a... I mean, it's like with the Beatles when they came to America and brought them their own music back. Yep, it's you know? fascinating. <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. deeply fascinating. And then you realize, oh, yeah, there was someone called like Muddy Waters or I don't know, uh, other people. Um, but yeah, we, we are all kind of guilty of that. Uh, and, Definitely. And so are you. And... <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'm. Oh, I'm guilty as hell. And but uh, the only thing that m it's not really, I can't defend it. No, you're absolutely right. But still, I'd still, I'd still uh, uh, throw in a little but ish but uh, because 
one of the first records that I had just happened to be the collection of uh, songs of Robert Johnson. This was actually one of my very, very first introductions into the blues. And I'm quite lucky that it was because, I mean, this is kind of one of the first-ish recordings ever. I mean, if you go back, you might even go further back and listen to some Lomax field haulers or something. But this was really, really, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. But this was really, I mean, it turns out, uh, it turned out that this was one of the earliest recordings of what we consider the blues in, in caps, you know. And I was fascinated by that, by this haunting voice and the crazy thing he did with with his guitar that I never even attempted to, 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 to master. And this, this, I, I can't. Yeah, it's haunting. It's this lonely cry of 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 a guy. Ooh, da 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 da. It was crazy, and I, I I was totally captivated by that. Totally. So well, at least I had that. That is very good. It took me quite a while to go from. I think the first blues blues musician I really got into back in the days was Rory Gallagher, which is you know. I still like Rory Gallagher, don't get me wrong. But, you know, yeah, it's a very different cultural place you're coming from there, right? Uh, sure. Some Irish dude in London in the 70s, you know, is a bit of a different different background, let's, let's put yeah, it that t- way. T- absolutely. Um, so we talked about this beforehand, that uh, you have a rather, at least in Germany, famous blues. I, I, I mean, I would argue there aren't a lot of famous blues songs in German. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but this has its fame from a. It's come. It comes from a very, very different place than what you would normally consider a blues, or maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I'm complaining at least. I mean, it's it's uh, you're complaining. I mean, it's obviously way more political. But then you can always argue that all blues is somewhat political, I guess. Right? Well, you know, in, in I I uh, see myself uh, listening to a lot of blues these days. Uh, uh, at the very moment, I'm very deep into um, uh, Tony Joe White. Mm-hmm. Very deep into Tony Joe White and JJ Kale again. I must say, and uh, and the occasional BB King revisiting. And I find that B.B. King always complains about women <laughs> treating him shitty all the time. And especially in a time now, you know, where uh, where you try to be uh, the wokest person alive and uh, try to uh, to listen to stuff in another way. And, say, and it's crazy that she's always complaining about women uh, taking his money, women giving him seven children. And now they want to give him back. And, you know, just all that stuff. Oh. He's always complaining oh. about that. <laughs> then you have uh, the other kings. Uh, 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 saying, uh, 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 what's that? The credit, the master charge song where he, uh, the other guy, one of the three kings, yeah. complains Robert that Thor. she's always using his, uh, his MasterCard, uh, uh, and buying stuff. And they all complain hmm. about women all the time. It's the 60s. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's I that. I don't know. I, th- I think it goes well into the 80s, actually. Listen to the Blues Brothers. I mean, yeah. They, they all. It's, it's almost like they hate women. I mean, listen to CC Top. You know, I mean, maybe not women, but that's not a progressive look on the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. So, yeah, that's true. And uh, how about how about you when you uh, when you listen to uh, John Mayall and the Blues Breakers and stuff like that? Didn't didn't you have the feeling that well, this could be sung way? Better uh, somehow. I'm usually the only person in the room who doesn't appreciate the Beano album as much as other people. 
people are always like, oh, yeah, yeah, John Mayer and the Blues Breakers with Eric Clapton, that's the shit. And I'm always like, yeah, well, is it really? Because it's, you know, obviously it's good musically. And it's interesting, you know, I mean, the story behind it, how they cranked the amps for, like, you know, the the first time ever to to this yeah, level. Ever. Sure, Absolutely. sure. But but I always felt like, yeah, you know, especially the vocals, especially, like, I mean, I get nothing against John Mayer, you know, whatever. But, yeah, it's not the same... But deep, it's deep suffering, <laughs> which is, which you know, I, it's very cruel to say. But I mean, I'm in the blues for the suffering. <laughs> no, I, I think it's it's just it's just the, the, the different tastes that people have, and uh, I, I I always try to get out to get out of discussions of taste somehow if yeah. it's possible, because that's just my very 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 own taste, and I think if I don't know, maybe. Uh, if the early, um, I don't know what's what was the guy singers of the animals? I will oh, keep forgetting him. Um, yeah. The animals. Yeah, I know the animals. Uh, I can't tell you the name of the. Damn guy. it! Could someone Google that because because I'm I'm, I'm, I'm imploding. What's his name? Eric Burden. Eric Burden. Oh, Thank yeah. you very much for. Oh God! For unshackling me. <laughs> right. Holy! Be free! Oh. Be free! Yeah, un- unshackling. <laughs> I'm flying. No, sorry. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ooh. Eric, Very nice. Eric yeah, there you go. Burden, he's just, he's just, he has that amazing blackish voice. Or why not? I don't know. Let's, let's go crazy and say if Wilson Pickett sang it, they would have exploded maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Well, yeah. well, it's just, it's just a matter of taste and nothing else. Speaking of taste, actually, um, uh, it's, it's funny. I, I actually know very little about the blues. Uh, I've never really delved into the world of blues and it's fascinating to listen to you guys talk about it because I, I understand that blues is fundamental, I think, for a lot of the music that we hear today, right? Um, but I've never really delved into the blues because I, I always kind of had this impression that I, I think is wrong that blues is just uh, A, pretty miserable and B, pretty <laughs> simple. Well, I mean, that's both true, but in a good way, I would argue. Yeah, you know, so I think, what is it about it that, that grabs you by the bollocks? Like, it talks because, to me. Yeah. yeah, it talks to me. Yeah. This okay. talks to me like rarely music does, in a in a way. Or let's put it different. Blues talks to me in a way that no other music does. Other music talks to me as well, but the blues talks to me in a totally different and yeah, kind of fundamental, deep-ish way that no other music genre does. I mean, I, I, I uh, hear myself, I see myself listen to Jethro Tull quite a lot, actually, and it talks to me as well out of art, his artistry and the, the, the these uh, crazy ramblings of that guy. And, yeah, and, I mean, uh, but Ian Anderson uh, is like a know, train wreck, or like you have to look, you can't look away. <laughs> I uh, just love, I love it, and I don't know why, actually, because I'm not into complex music at all, and he's had way too many chords, but I really admire the way that he, ha- he uh, um, still uh, is in, uh, he, he can do complex stuff with a lot of chords and still I can hum to it and remember the the melody which is totally crazy and or I can I can get into uh, old stuff like Pink Floyd and Drift Away or whatever you know mm-hmm. but the blues it I I, I I I can't I can't really wrap my head around it it's it, it just grabs me yeah by the balls <laughs> like no other music does and I mean there's an argument to be made just about the like 
the simplicity of it that was in a way freeing, I think. You know, I mean, before the blues, you know, if, if you look at the blues, let's say, when it became popularish in the 50s, let's say, um, what was the kind of music that was big before? You had a bit of jazz, a bit of big band stuff that was quite complex already. I mean, had its roots in the blues, I guess, but whatever. And you had classical European music. And then come a couple of guys from somewhere in the Mississippi Delta and they're like, you know what? There are a couple of chords that we could play, but we're just going to play three and they're all going to be major. And that's what we're going to do. And it's, it's a completely different look at, at music. And we never looked back, you know, in popular music. Listen to any radio station. Listen to any charts out there. It's all based on these kind of three chords and maybe they, they throw a six in and that's it. That's that's the chords you hear, right? And and this formulaic nature of it, it really changed a lot. And it's just, I mean, that's not a statement about quality, right? But it, it's something that all of us grew up with. Even if we didn't listen to the blues, we listened to all the stuff that came after the blues. And it's it, only because of that, I think it already speaks to me because it's very known. It's very familiar. Um, and it's and it's, it, it has a major advantage you can it's very 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 easy to write a blue song it's uh, because you need two uh, one sentence which uh, and you uh, just say it twice mm -hmm. and then you find something that barely rhymes <laughs> and that's your first verse which is a good thing for me then, you know then do that times four or five and you're done and throw in a and solo and you're actually done yeah you do it again at the yeah, yeah it's just great and uh, uh, so i'm going to be keeping an ear out for that uh, Tommy, in the song that we listen of yours later on, I'm going to see if I can pick that out. <laughs> yeah, but but in that song, actually, uh, I don't do that really. I I I, uh, I use a lot of words uh, in that because I actually had something to say or to rant rather. Uh, but there's another song where I did it almost to death, and it's called Authors Blues because I'm also writing books and screenplays and uh, 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 whatever. And uh, one day I was so angry about the story editor that really pissed me off he said something like uh, uh couldn't you you know i really like what, what you did there tommy but but you know could could couldn't you like make this one character deeper couldn't you make it deeper <laughs> so and i just wanted to grab him by his face and make him eat his fucking smartphone <laughs> in front of me shit it out and eat it again because i was so angry because I mean, what the hell is make the character deeper? deeper? What is that? What even is that? You could, I, I tell you one thing, you could use, I don't know, use uh, uh, Apocalypse Now or, or The Godfather. And I could say, please make the character deeper. Because you can always say that, you know? And it's, it pissed me so off that actually what I did was um, just recently... I have a little button uh, where you can record your voice in, and if you uh, uh, tap on the uh, on the button, it just plays that. And what I did was I used that, and I say, "Could you please make the character deeper?" Because I had a story discussion with uh, with some guys that I'm doing an uh, audio play for, and I waited. Until one of the story editor, Ress, said, well, there's just one thing about the main character. I said, wait, 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 I know. <laughs> I pushed the button and said, could you make the character deeper? And there was a long silence. Oh, you got her. <laughs> I got her. And actually, this discussion was over then, but it lasted for another two hours. <laughs> Beautiful. I hated it. And so I, I had to get, I, somehow I had to 
do something after this discussion. And that's when I recorded The Author's Blues, where I used all these cliched answers and questions and stuff that I heard being a professional author for quite some time. Like, why didn't you do promo for my... Why didn't you promo for my... You know? And the answer of the uh, the other guy was always the, the turnaround. You know, it was... Uh, I remember, why why didn't you... Why didn't you advertise my book? Oh, tell me, why didn't you advertise my book? And uh, the answer was something like, uh, we did a mailing, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> somehow it didn't work that way. And I did. Uh, I, I also uh, did, why did you make the characters deeper? And uh, no, uh, could you please make the characters deeper? And, stuff? and I really, it really helped me to get to get the anger out there. And the next thing I knew was there was a, uh, a symposium for uh, German fan- fant- fantasy and science fiction authors. And I found myself on stage singing that to actually two editors and people of uh, big uh, publishing houses. And everybody laughed except maybe two or three people. They loved it. Yeah, laughed or cried, a, probably. <laughs> they laughed and cried at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. And so this was a proper blues, and it, I actually used the blues in the way that the, the blues can be used by, by just bursting out with anger if you're not a punk musician. You know, honestly, why, we, we could just listen to that. Why don't we listen to that? Because now we already talked about it, and okay. I quickly sure. used some pirated software to get it off YouTube, as I do. As one would do. So just give me one second. Tommy, do you have a beer, by the way? Or would you like a beer? Uh, uh, I would like a beer if you would hand me one over. Sure. Uh, give me, give me what, three weeks? Funny, funny, it's just appeared in front of me. Excellent news. Uh, what we always do is we always, ha- we always drink a beer before we listen to the song. So uh, okay. if you, we always open our beer. So if you'd like to get one, if you don't have one already, don't yeah, open I, it I yet, do. though. Don't open it yet. It's like I, I'm not open. I, I I just opened it. Should I close it again? Please do. Yes, and uh, we'll use it. Um, <laughs> uh, please make the make the sound effect exactly. Yeah. 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 It actually has a cork, so I can. I'm I'm using a beer uh, with a cork. M- no, uh, <laughs> no, a medieval. It's a it's a, it's a kind of medieval ish. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, and uh, the thing where it is in is a. It's made out of. Um, Ivory. Oh, what's the word? Uh, no. Uh, well, it's horn. Uh, no clay. clay. Yeah. Well, it's a. Uh, I thought, it's pottery, yeah. kind of pottery. Okay. What's the German word? Uh, Krug. No, no. What, 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 the one you said before, tor- torn. Was it torn? Yeah. Like torn, like, like sound. sound. It's the yeah, same say, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah Which is okay. totally and utter stupid, but it's the same word. Yeah, it's language is usually totally and utterly stupid. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, no, but German. speaking, yes, absolutely. But speaking of uh, speaking of language, one of the major thing that attracts me about the blues is that the guitars, especially, they are not really. They are rather talking than soloing. Mm-hmm. It, it, you okay. know, the, the, it, it, they do things like. Uh, can you hear that? Yeah, sure. It, yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. it's it's like talking, and I really like that because they're like an enhancement of what has been said before. Got it. Rather than just there because it's a nice melody. Yeah, or because is there because there is a guitarist and he uh, better do something and it better be not too long. You know, he needs to get laid like somehow. 
<laughs> yeah, he didn't get late. Yeah, and so so it's 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 more like the 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 guitarist. Well, in case of BB King and people like that, uh, they they sang. And then they stop singing, but they don't stop talking. Exactly. That's what I just wanted to say. Oh, my God. I love that so much. One phrase and spoken, one phrase on guitar, right? And it's a yeah. call and response. Yeah. So anyway, I've got the song, but I really okay. can't wait for that beer. So um, let's do that first. I have a nice okay. singer in front of me. Some okay. local patriotism here. I have a, a Weiterbrau from the from the oldest uh, brewing town of Austria. 1982. Weiter. Yeah. yeah. And Since I 1321. Have... <laughs> And I have a Mjöter Maru, which oh, is mm. honey, honey mead, actually. Beautiful. Nice. beer ish. Oh, you know. So drinking now or not or what? Yeah, sure. Oh. I've just opened it. Okay. Cheers. 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 Naja, ich dachte, die Stelle ist so überflüssig. Das ist am besten, wenn sie, naja, gar nicht existiert. Hey, Frau Redakteurin, was meinen Sie mit, die Figuren müssen irgendwie tiefer sein? Was genau meinst du mit, die Figuren müssen irgendwie tiefer sein? Naja, ich finde, da muss man nochmal ran, man muss da, naja, irgendwie auf eine Art muss man da irgendwie tiefer rein. Hey, großer Verlag, warum haben Sie denn für mein Buch so gar keine Promo gemacht? Hey, Verlag, nur diese 
ist ganz einfach. Wir haben bei verschiedensten, völlig anderen Büchern mit Vögeln auf dem Cover echt gute Erfahrungen gemacht. Also. Na dann. I can Very nice. I can relate. <laughs> well, you see, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. As you can hear, I'm really a shitty guitar player, but it's, it's the anger kind of makes up for it. Right, and uh, I mean, you so know, not right that you're a shitty guitar player, but, <laughs> but no, I, I know, I know my boundaries really. It's, but it's, it's okay. well, so obviously the song is in German, and uh, I am a non, non. You know, I, I, I speak German, but I'm not a native and some of our listeners okay. won't have understood what you were singing about, although we spoke about it, right? It's about your yeah, right. frustration at, you know, the publishing world. I, I, I of the publishing feel, right? world and TV stations and stuff. Yeah, you know. exactly. And it's actually, the last thing is the craziest one because it's actually true that uh, the publisher said, I, I was asked, why, why would you put birds on the cover? Why? Why? It's a totally unbird-ish book, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a colleague of mine uh, uh, who wrote it, and and we were totally we we couldn't understand it. And they really said, "Well, you know, we had a lot of positive response with covers oh. with birds, birds <laughs> sell what? books." <laughs> what? That's so maybe crazy. Did you maybe read they meant the different, fucking book? Maybe no, they meant di they, different of sorts of birds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We still don't know, and we'll How never bizarre. know. Well, they are But, right now looking into this. You know, a peacock selling better than I don't know. <laughs> sparrows. Yeah, yeah. Is there, yeah. Is there a difference between crows the... are so 1990s? <laughs> at, at this moment, your publisher is looking into this, Tommy. Don't you worry. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it was the two, the, the, the two or three licks. Uh, uh, and I remember that uh, I, I grabbed the, the the nearest guitar and I played the song and I recorded it in a dry swimming pool. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah it, because in the the cellar of my company, uh, Boom Film, down in the cellar, there is a swimming pool, but we don't use it, uh, uh, and it's empty. And we sometimes use it to record stuff or to uh, do sound effects uh, recordings or, or actually to film something there. And I was down there, and uh, I, I just had been handed over a, a, a one of those, you know, those kind of cheap guitars where you're always amazed at how can they build a guitar for that money that still works you know my first acoustic guitar was 29 euros yeah. <laughs> that's oh, okay that's 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 almost not okay and uh, i was <laughs> and i i thought of uh, it's a, it's a, it was a demavery guitar never heard, you probably never heard no. of those and no. uh, uh they said why why why, do, why won't you uh, just use it and try it and tell us what you think because we were working together with them in, in other projects because they also do other kinds of uh, um equipment and i got that guitar in my hand and i thought it was like a a, a 335 ish guitar and i had that in my hand i plugged it into a vox amp uh went on the middle pickup in the middle position of the two pickups and it instantly just worked and it took me i don't know about five minutes to lay down those lyrics uh, uh because they were in in me somewhere i just had to working. kind of shout them out i actually didn't have to learn the text or, or write it down or anything i just did it like you maybe would do with the blues i don't know and it was the first take i recorded it on on video and i blasted it out into the internet and, and that was it It was just Fantastic. a very in-the-moment, angry 
shout out rant on a guitar that just was there. I tuned it up. I played it. I shouted it out and I felt better afterwards. So maybe that's what the blues is about. Maybe it's Cathartic. not. I don't know. Cathartic. Yeah. Cathartic. It, it, but it, it, it's a great trick though. It's like I had a an online reading from my last book in January and they <clears throat> it was paid so I was like yeah sure whatever you know <laughs> with online you never know if they actually crazy paid. enough like, that yeah, they sure. paid for a read yeah crazy enough and, and online especially right so I was like yeah sure let's do that and then they asked me and you know I'm a cheap guy I'll, I'll take any euro they offer me they were like do you know anyone who can support you musically it's another 150 euros I was like no 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 no, no problem I can do that I can and, do that uh, myself with another voice if you want to <laughs> that's exactly what I did no you didn't that's exactly what I no I didn't change the voice but I just <laughs> you know I'll just bring a guitar then what's the problem so um <laughs> Hello, it's me, and, the blues musician. I um, 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 <coughs> yeah. I didn't even change outfit. No, I didn't go that. <laughs> change. But, <laughs> that would have been good, though. That would have been really good. Did you no, just, just? Did you just? Did you just glue on a mustache? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not no, me. No. Um, I'm Italian now. <laughs> I'm Italian. <laughs> oh, it's me, Groucho Marx, and I just painted it on. <laughs> I give uh, you the wakes. Yeah, and I was like, okay, so it was it was very short. It was like forty five minutes. So I was like, okay, I can read one chapter, makes sense. And I need uh, songs. Uh, I had one song lying lying around. I was like, I'm gonna change the lyrics. That was fine. And then like I was like, yeah, until the recording, I'll probably come up with something. Well, lo and behold, the week before, still nothing. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll just play a blues. Yeah, sure. <laughs> And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. And I wrote the lyrics in like 10 minutes. You yeah, know, because, it, it keeps because you, anyway. need, you don't need that much of text. Don't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, I, okay. I, I, I mean, the more you think about it, possibly the worse, right? Uh, if you just say, if you just let it out and whatever comes out, comes out, it's, it's much more natural if you sit down for three days and try and write out every lyric and agonize sure. over every word, right? You're absolutely right. But, you know... Uh, it, it, it's just, you have to be careful but the, because then it comes out as lazy, kind of. And I, I it's something different. Uh, because I, I remember that I went to the theater and I saw a Bertolt Brecht play, or rather I sat through it, or rather I <laughs> agonized through it, or however you would... Uh, you survived it. I kind of survived it. I'm still scarred, though. And uh, I watched that, and it was as German theater can be, you know? totally over-constructed and very brainy. And I remember that in the middle section, somehow they had skiing lift, skiing lift uh, uh, seats hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> I, I kid you not. And uh, all the, uh, the actors were sitting in there and uh, they had kind of spirals up there and, and they went up and down while they did their text. I don't know why. Why ever? And then they had a guy in the, in the background who was walking back and forth smoking a pipe. And this was, as someone told me afterwards, this was to be uh, symbolizing the 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 uh the crossing of the ocean to america via steam liner whatever uh, you know he was uh, it was so horrible uh, and, i have questions <clears throat> yeah uh, please don't ask them and uh, uh what uh, ah yeah what i wanted to say was that i uh, i um took a look into the leaflet that you can buy for 2 2 euros where it says something about the play and the author and bert brecht was being quoted as during that time when he wrote that I am so creative right now. I am writing 
one play in a week. I don't even read it. I just give it to the people and they make a play. And I thought, yeah, that's exactly what I saw. <laughs> Something nobody <laughs> ever read again or did anything with it except taking it as some genius shit and putting it on stage and torturing people ever since. <laughs> you know? And that's not really <laughs> an excuse for anything. So I'm 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 always uh very uh how can I say it? reluctant about this uh oh I did it that fast and it's 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 great because it was fast. Sometimes it is, sometimes it really, really is not. Well, it's really take not. months, yeah. Yeah. Anyone who listens to yeah. our show will know that. <laughs> we always <laughs> we have to write a song every month, right? And you know okay. sometimes sometimes it works. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it works. That's and sometimes it, it really doesn't. <laughs> it re sometimes it's Italian. Jesus, how it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. But there's so many ways how it cannot work. That, and you always learn a new way. Isn't it? And it's great. It's it's beautiful. So that's I remember that uh, one of the last projects I did just for fun, because sometimes it's, at the moment I'm writing a lot and I need music just to 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 free my mind uh, in between, and I'm just recording a track again and again and again. And one thing that I did for, I don't know, maybe a year, always adding another track or deleting a lot of stuff, was a cover version of Gallows Pole. Well, not in the Led Zeppelin version, because that would be too complicated for me, but rather in the very, very, very simple traditional version, kind of, uh, that maybe it was when the song... Uh, uh, kind of emerged in the 18th century. I don't know, and uh, that was that was a great experience. Uh, now that it's finished, that I went back to it and I went back to it and I deleted a lot of stuff and I uh, played the drums again and I played the drums again because I played it to a click and I erased the click and played it again because it was so clickish and I <laughs> I hate that when you hear that this song has to. Uh, has a clickish timing and it doesn't live i really really hate that and i deleted all the guitars i played the bass again i sang it entirely new so i don't think there is anything left from the first recording at all and then so, then there was the moment when i said okay it doesn't sound too good because on the ipad as i i, I work for my fun projects i always work in garage band because the limitations help you to not overcomplicate yourself Maybe you know what, what what I mean. Your possibilities are so limited that that the only thing you can do is tap in, tap out, do it or leave it, which is a good thing for me. And so, and then it was time to do a little music video. I put it up on YouTube, and I was just happy with it. And yeah, sometimes it just takes a lot of time until, at least for me, it's okay. And sometimes it just takes as long as the song lasts. Or it takes less than the song lasts because uh, we did a song for Bernhard uh, Bernd das Brot, uh, this uh, children's character that I uh, uh, invented and still produce and write. Is and it really a children's character? Yeah, okay, yeah. Kind go of, on. Kind of. It's for all ages. And uh, the crazy thing about about that song was "Tanzt das Brot." It was actually a top forty hit in Germany, and it took Is it me the only top forty hit. Uh, my Just yeah, thought, I yeah. think so. I, That's amazing. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> and it took me less time to write it, including the lyrics, than the song is long. How did that work? Well, because I type faster than I can play a song. It was so yeah, easy. Yeah. And the, the lyrics are so 
banal. They're just yeah. It it was part of the fun of the song that the lyrics are stupid, uh, and I'm very good at writing stupid lyrics. You know, everybody dance the bread. I mean, <laughs> what do you expect? And no a, a major part of it was hey 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 hey, and people answering. It was so simple, and this was a major hit. It was the same with the music video I did for Stefan Raab. It, the song was called Maschendraht Sound, which was a uh, a mashup that he did of a. Uh, Quite yeah, that was kind of yeah. funny. And it was a major hit. We uh, For the music video alone, I got three golden CDs and a platinum CD. And the video took like half a day to shoot on the Super 8 camera of my father's. It was ridiculous. And the budget was a thousand euros. <laughs> and this was the most successful video that I ever did. <laughs> kind of crazy, <laughs> but it was actually—I mean—that was Stefan Raab's first proper try at. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Try. I mean, he did he did it a couple more times with presumably even more. Uh, what even more budget? More budget. Yes, I, I did yeah. a couple of music videos uh, for him, which were uh, considerably better budgeted, but never were they that's as successful the, as this. That's the interesting thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, even from the outside, you can you can see that. You know, I remember Maschenratzan, and I do remember that, like in the early two thousands, there were at least. Five somewhat, yeah, absolutely. Bad major hits. That well, he had he had but this. I don't. He had this um, uh, birdie folks about this uh, trainer, a uh, football trainer, and that was quite yeah, successful yeah. too. Did the clip? And yeah, he, he had the Schröder. Uh, yeah, right. And a flush of beer thing. Oh yeah, yeah. but <laughs> but well, I mean, I mean, all the all the blues songs that I put out on YouTube turn out to be in <laughs> in E. Oh, interesting. I pl I only play in A. <laughs> you do. Yeah. I oh, I have, I have a, I, uh, there's a trauma I have about A, which is uh, when we were, when I had the second band together, you remember the horror, mm -hmm. horrific story? The great one. Yeah. There, there, in, in Munich, there Sorry, is. Did they stay together after yes! the party? <laughs> yes. Okay. Whoa, whoa, okay. whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is huge. I mean, the first review wasn't great. Um, <laughs> great is you a know what? major <laughs> under, and, I mean, you were, I presume you were, you were asked to leave. And, <laughs> yes. And uh, Tommy's thinking to himself, hmm, this has potential. This, this, this is going to work. <laughs> and I'm going to use my five Deutschmark to, get to, to, you know, to, start, some, to start some marketing for this. <laughs> okay, okay. So the honest, the honest truth is afterwards, not, not too long afterwards, we went to our first live concert ever. Well, our first big major live concert. We've been to smaller but uh, smaller ones, local bands. But we went to a live concert of Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton was in Germany playing the Olympic Hall, whatever. We saw this and we, at the, at the very first moment, we were totally like uh, energized, you know. And then we all got kind of more depressed and depressed because they were so good. There was Nathan East on bass. There was this amazing drummer and the amazing percussionist whose name I keep forgetting. And of course, Eric Clapton himself. It was, it was just crazy. And when they played White Room, I was so blown away. And afterwards, I remember us three going home saying nothing. And then the drummer, Torsten, he said, I think I'll sell my drums. Oh. I'll just sell them. And then the bass player, Ralph, he said, I'm not selling them. I'll just bury my base. <laughs> we, we were so... We were, and it's crazy that we stayed together. It, it's crazy because it was so... It was so... I have no words for it. Because it was so good and we were so bad. And this was the Dunning-Kruger effect in full swing because then, only then, we knew how shitty we were. We didn't know before. 
really, because we were so ignorant. And ignorance is bliss in a good way because people like humans, they would never start anything if they knew how hard it would be. So it's a good thing you don't know. But then comes a point when you realize, oh, I'm that and bad. Then, and then the imposter syndrome starts to kick in maybe yes. as well. You think, oh, yes. there's no way I right. can do this. This is, this is insane. I know just enough to know that I can't do this. Exactly. <laughs> Psychology fucks us from both sides. It yeah. fucks you from both sides. And we were so, oh my God, we can never pull this off. And I know that there was a gig coming up in like half a year or something about the uh, uh, carnival uh, in the school and we were supposed to play there. And, and, and we said, we can never pull it. Ne no, no, it's not possible. How on earth are we going to survive? They're going to hate us. We're going to hate ourselves if we even dare trying. <laughs> and, uh, but it kind of it kind of got us working harder and really hard. I remember that there was a time when I was every day in that cellar practicing till my fingers were bleeding. This was about the only time that I was really practicing, actually. And, 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 and we really, really wanted to get it right. And there's one recording that survives on cassette on tape where we play twist and shout and people are screaming and having fun and clapping like hell and singing along and i remember that this was really one of the greatest moments in my entire life afterwards we played house of the rising sun and we always hit the a minor wrong we did an a major And this was so horrific because then nothing, 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 nothing happens with the song except it gets totally horrible. And I still sang the minor tones and was wondering every verse, why doesn't it fit? But you so, know what? You know where it would fit? In, in, in the fucking blues it would fit. <laughs> yeah, in the fucking blues it would fit. Because they don't care in the blues, right? I mean, come on. That the most beautiful sound in the world is the blues major chord. <laughs> Big major chord and then play the minor third. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so simple. I love it. And, but what I what I was uh, about to say is that uh, I have a trauma about the A because uh, we went to to a uh, local club where there was always live music every day, which was a great thing in Munich. And we went there. It was called the Podium, and there was a great band called the Thunderbirds, and they were. They were amazing. They were getting me every time, even though they played the same set every Friday. I was just amazed at how good the guitar player was. And then we had the nerve to ask them if maybe we 14, 16-year-old, uh, well, lame ducks, could be allowed to use their offstage time maybe to use their instruments and maybe play some songs. Mason. Yeah, and they let us because we were so poor looking. And so, you know, and I said, okay. And they even made an announcement like, this is a young band, blah, blah, blah. And they asked us to, and we think we should support that. And so here, and they gave us their instruments, which was an honor <laughs> for us. Oh, wow, yeah. And we play, we played, I don't know why, actually, but we played Locomotive Breath because it has four mm. chords. Without the flute, of course, without the, the, the horrible guitar solo, maybe in the wrong key, I don't remember. And we played uh, It Don't Come Easy, Ringo Starr. Why? Why? I don't know. Because we could, you know. Interesting choice. Yeah, yeah it, it was not a choice, I, should, I think it was just because we knew 
it. <laughs> and the <laughs> third one was Jailhouse Rock in A. Oh. In A, A uh, major. And, you know... Uh, it's just this not is, your range? No, not at all. It's just... Party in the county jail. Prison I was there and they began to wear. It's just too low. <laughs> yeah. Because I, it should be, for my voice, it should be. Party in a county jail. Prison. And suddenly it begins to live, uh, at least uh, with yeah. my range, you know. And we played it in A, the whole song. And the problem with it is that you start to, well, at least I do, start to go into a very, very, very bad Elvis impersonation. <laughs> you know it's too low and i remember that the guitar player afterwards you know we were uh like going off stage and there was a little clapping and we went off stage and i said what do you think what do you think he said well you know actually uh the first two songs were okay i think solo was a little interesting but I personally think that if you sing Jailhouse Rock and A with your voice, this actually sounds like uh, I don't remember the word he said. It was something really nasty, uh, really bad. <laughs> and I took it too hard. I took it too hard oh. so much that I barely ever sing songs in A to this day. A minor, okay, because you might go to a C or to an E. Uh, with yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. never, ever <laughs> play a song in A. Oh, Not even great. Johnny Be Good, which is probably fine there. I can't. I just can't because I always get this kind of stage fright-ish feeling about uh, a very great guy that I admire coming up to me after a song saying, why, why <laughs> the hell would you sing something in A, you stupid git? <laughs> Uh, Crazy. Daniel, would you mind to share your baby shambles story? This really reminds me <laughs> of your baby shambles story. It does. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, yes. Talking about kind of, you know, going up to a band and saying, can we play with your instruments? When I was 17, I was in my, it was my second band, actually. My first band um, was a very rocky kind of band that dissolved, unfortunately, when the lead singer moved away. And then my second band was, you know, just kind of a school band. And um, we had tickets to go and see Baby Shambles in this, wow. in this venue in my, in my hometown. And I was a big Pete Doherty fan. I love the Libertines. And I was like, oh, we've got to go see we got to go see Baby Shambles. And uh, we got tickets. And then we, we discovered that it was for, for over 18s only, uh, for sort of obvious reasons, oh, I guess. And, okay. and, we, and, and we were 17. And we thought, oh, God. And in the UK, they're really strict on like ID. So you, you really had to show ID to get in and stuff. So we, we knew we had no chance to actually go and see them, even though we had tickets. We're like, oh, for God's sake. So it, it, it was a Wednesday. And the reason I... I the reason I remember it was a Wednesday was because we we had sport on a Wednesday afternoon and no one and no one gave a shit. <laughs> Everyone just just left school <laughs> rather than going to do sport. Um, and so you basically had the afternoon off. And so I just passed my driving test actually, and I'd got a little Fiat Punto. And we had a discussion in the band because we were all in the same class basically, and they said the same school class, and uh, and we said, "Well, 
let's try something a bit crazy. So uh, we jumped in my little Fiat Punto uh, and we went and picked up the drums from my drummer's house. And then we picked up the amps and stuff and my guitar. And we showed up at the venue at about 1 p.m. In our, in our school uniform. I think we'd removed our ties <laughs> to make it a little bit less suspicious. And we knocked on the back door and said, hi, we're the support band. <laughs> no, you did not. Oh, you were did. in your school uniform shooking like some poor, poor man's Beatles. We, 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 I, I think that this was maybe the Dunning-Kruger effect in, 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 in its purest form because we, 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 we were just, we were, you know, covered in acne. Like we, <laughs> covered <laughs> in acne from top to toe, as you are. Yeah. As you would be. 17-year-old. No. Oh my God, what, what crazy. And we, oh, we weren't God. even legally allowed to drink. And there we are in the, <laughs> oh my God. knocking on the door <laughs> saying with a support band. So a very confused uh, kind of security man said, uh, okay, what are you called? And our, our band name was the Illiterati, uh, and so yeah. we said we're, we're, so we're the Illiterati. Yes, yeah. classic that? teenage band name. Yeah, yes. and uh, he oh said, "Well, you're not on the list, but come in, and I'll uh, and I have to make some some calls because he was clearly very confused." And um, we said, "Oh, yeah, our manager was talking to your manager. We didn't even have a manager. We just said that our manager was talking." You don't to even have to mention Shaman. that, but thanks a lot. Just to be clear, we were all making the assumption you had a manager. We were were quite alternative back then. We didn't even have a manager. Oh wow! Uh, And uh, (laughs) we and then. And then the Baby Shambles manager showed up and the actual support band showed up with their <laughs> with their hats and their cigarettes. And we thought, well, we're definitely rumbled now. And um, the Baby Shambles manager said, oh, can we speak to your manager, please? And obviously we had to find a manager pretty quick. So we uh, we called a school friend and said, hi, can you pretend to be our manager from Rough Trade Records? Uh, and uh, he was like, okay. And so he <laughs> spoke to Baby Shambles manager. Give up. On? Oh God! Why didn't you just yeah, well, give up? I, I I wanted to leave at every stage of this story. <laughs> I, I I I was not into this. I'm I telling thought, you one I, thing. I'm, I'm telling you one thing. I want to leave this very second because I have this thing in Germany we call it Fremdscham, which is that uh, you're ashamed yeah. that somebody else dares to try something like that, even though you can't do anything mm. about it. Oh my God! Please continue. Oh God! I'm gonna hurt myself with anything here. <laughs> to, to 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 cut a slightly longer so- story short, the baby sandwich manager said, "Well, so- sorry guys, it seems like we've double booked, but it's fine. Your sound checks at four o'clock. You can open for baby shambles." <laughs> what? <laughs> and yeah, really, really. So Wait a minute. What about uh, the other band? So they said, well, we, we, "We've obviously we've we've obviously double booked, but it's fine. There can just be two support bands. It's okay, <laughs> no. and we'll introduce you as the local boys, right? Because we were the local boys. I, I wish I knew who the other support band were. The That'd local really, no, I want... boys, <laughs> and we and we really are boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, uh, we are legally boys, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, yeah, we." We 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 played. It was about I think like a forty minute set. What? And we <laughs> we we yeah. And Three we, songs. We, we 
Well, we, yeah, and believe it or not, yeah. one of the songs. I mean, I mean that, this was our entire repertoire, right? This, sure. this kind of sure it was. This set. One of the songs was a Baby Shambles cover because <laughs> it was no, that's not. Cute. No, you didn't. No, yeah, tell, we me, did. tell me you we left had it to out. Cover a, please, we had to cover. Please. it. then we played it. No. No, you didn't. I have to use that screwdriver now and just (laughs) hit it into my palm of my hand to see if I'm still alive. Oh God! And the funny thing is, we 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 told. (sighs) So it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life, right? Yeah, amazing. And we we spoke to Pete Doherty about it afterwards. We said, Pete, we weren't really meant to because we were hanging backstage, right? Yeah, and we said. Um, and, and we said, uh, you know, a little oh, story for you. We, we, we weren't even meant to be here. We're not old enough to be here. <laughs> we yeah. just showed up and said we were with a support band. He's like, guys, that's really fucking cool. I'm playing two nights here. Come back and support me tomorrow as well. Uh, Did you play we like, the Baby Shambles cover in the second night? Uh, there was no second night because Pete Doherty got arrested that night and had <laughs> to be taken to London. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Thanks, thank God you weren't arrested. I know, oh I know. I just God. I went back to I went back to school the next day. Yeah, this is this is I I I I can't put it into words. It's almost yeah. like I experienced it and I don't want it to have happened. Well, somehow I want I wanted to because you know it, it's cool that you played. Yeah, it was it was really awesome and it taught me a very important lesson, uh, and that is that. You know, just give it a fucking try. <laughs> like, just if if you know, just give it a try. That's and the lesson. Who knows what happens? Yeah, just give mm, just interesting. Give things a try. Yeah, give things a try because I was super against it, right? And uh, from but then it worked out okay. And in fact, it worked out great for us. We we did interviews afterwards on the radio because we <laughs> spoke to the reporters about it. We were like, yeah, we weren't meant to be here. And it you know oh it got God. onto the Radio One forums, the BBC Radio One forum. It was fantastic. <laughs> it, it was so it was great. So tell me. Did this in any way enhance your career? I guess it helped me to get over imposter syndrome. But given given where you are in your career now, um, uh, I think it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> look, look was... now, look, <laughs> look now, look listen, here. look, son, <laughs> look here, Ralph. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a great name to say it like that. Now look yeah. here, Ralph. Ralph, you can almost barf it, Ralph. So yeah. it didn't help me in my career directly, right? But it showed me that if you've got the balls to try something, then often it can have great results. And it That's was, true. and it's I mean, at, at the very least, it's a cool story, and uh, yeah. it helped me to actually do other things, like, like down the line. Like uh, I have, I have many other stories that I won't that I won't bore you all with, but that are essentially based on the same principle of of lying. <laughs> Of <laughs> blagging. My one, one question: Is there anything actually that you're doing at the moment that you want to talk about that you want to kind of let people know about? Because if there is, this would be the perfect time to do it before we kind of wrap up. Well, there's a lot of stuff that I'm because I'm, you know, the thing is that I have a company with 22 employees, and so there's a lot of stuff that I have to do to keep them employed in times like these. And uh, so I'm working actually at three projects at the same time right now. One thing is that I'm turning the books of Mara und der Feuerbringer, which was a fantasy trilogy that I wrote, where I actually also did a, a movie for the, of the first book. 
um, I'm turning them into audio plays right at the very second. When I stop this recording, I will sit down again and go go my ways and uh, work on part two. This is something that I'm actually doing right now. And in April, we're bound to record with a bunch of really well-known uh, voices, in Germany at least. But uh, something that maybe would be of more interest for the people who listen to this podcast, because uh, it seems to be in English, uh, is... <laughs> After an hour and 20 minutes, yeah, yeah, we somehow, assume it might be in it, 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 There's something in my... Yeah, uh, um, it's um, that uh, I am uh, producing an audio play called Ghost Sitter about a 14-year-old boy who inherits a ghost train that is that happens to be full of real undead. And uh, the cool thing is that this was adapted into English language just recently. Right. And uh, the great thing about it is, I mean, America is such a big place and a big market, and uh, you would expect to just get lost in it if you if you release anything there. And uh, luckily, and I, to be honest, I don't know why, but it still happened uh, because I have proof, Uh, uh, screenshots, I did a lot of screenshots, uh, was that um, this audio play was in the top five of the uh, audiobooks uh, charts, the official audiobooks charts, spoken word charts, uh, in America for, I don't know, three or four or five weeks, which is crazy. Yeah, thank you. I was I was totally amazed because I didn't expect it to, well, do anything, to be honest. Which is cool. So if you happen to kind of have the urge of listening to something that I did, which is not German, you might, well, just try out Ghost Sitter. It's uh, released uh, via Audible. And I, I have one last question. Well, actually, it's my first. Because you were. It is actually, yeah. That is yeah. true. Yeah. Um. What what are your feelings about this uh, quite important thing happening right now? That's called cultural uh, what's the word appropriation or appropriation? Yeah, yeah. What are you th what are your thoughts on this? Because it it kind of applies to the blues, I would think. <laughs> True. What would you think? It's it's. Uh, I Should I have rather not asked this at the? Or? We we actually talked about this for for quite a bit because we. Um, usually we we have like polls up so people can choose what genre we do, right? Okay. And uh, last I don't know July or something, uh, Motown came up. People voted for Motown, and it was right yeah, you know, in July. Problem. And July was you know uh, there were like uh, George Floyd protests going going mad. You know it was like, high like time. Of, oh, I mean, man. Up, yeah. and then you'd have yeah. those three uh, and we were like, white oh, guys talking about God. Soul. Yeah, we were like, oh, <sighs> what are we gonna do, right? Yeah, and um. It is, yeah, very much so. It was basically the only two songs we ever made that are not kind of humoristic in in, in content because we were like, we can't do that, right? Um, it's it's so hard for me to say because on the one hand, I completely get the argument of cultural appropriation. I understand that there are some cultural elements that were created by a group and uh, that group is marginalized and it kind of makes sense to, you know, um, not take that. And, yeah, and all of that. And whitewash it. Yeah. Exactly. But at the same time, I feel like there's probably, you know, an argument to be made that, you know, art is still technically free, right? So influences cannot be stopped, even if you tried. Um, so I don't know. I don't have an answer. You know, I, I, I try to be aware of it. Um, but well, then again, you know. That's the thing. That's the thing. Maybe. Well, no, no let, let's have your answer first. 
yeah, yes. done. I don't have anything better. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> well, it was quite good, actually. Yeah, it's it's. It, I I think Ralph, because we we have had this discussion previously. I think we we think very similarly. Uh, I think being aware of it is the most important thing, and it's it's uncomfortable at times. And um, also, you know, with with the blues, we've spoken a bit about how it was kind of appropriated by whites from from you know other well from from black minorities. You know, back in you know it, the beginning of the twentieth century, right? Um, and it's yeah, it's it's tricky, and I think it's just important to acknowledge that it is there. And yeah, there's I, I, there's I can't really add much more to what Ralph said, really. I mean, I think there's an element of acknowledging it, especially if you are in a position of influence. And I think a pretty good example, at least from what I know, there might be awful things he had said, but uh, as far as I'm aware, there's uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, um, mm-hmm. who obviously was really big in in the 70s and 80s, a white guy from Texas. Uh, and he always made it very clear, even at a time when I think it was very, you know, no one expected of you to be politically correct, as they call it today, right? I don't, he was under no pressure to do that. And uh, he was always very open about his influences. And he always, mm-hmm. I mean, Jimi Hendrix being his main influence, um, um, at least from from what I heard. And I think that's a good approach, you know, whenever you're being interviewed, whenever people ask you about why you do what you do, um, to give credit where credit is due, that's, I think, a very good start. Because in the end, you know, I mean, what are you going to do if, if if blues or soul or any other black American music speaks to you? Not doing it, I don't I don't feel like that's a right. great option. You know? I think maybe, you? Yeah, maybe, maybe being, staying humble in a way is not the 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 worst choice you know that you always uh, kind of refer to and give give the people credit who actually made it what it is and uh, i mean it's it's a hard question because i i'm i'm, I'm quite um i'm also uh, uh I'm, i'm doing a lot of stuff in the the gaming industry and uh for the gamescom you you probably heard of this major event that happens mm-hmm. if corona is not and uh and uh, i'm um the the um the creative director for the cosplay village and in the cosplay village uh which uh, takes about half one of those big halls it's always a question of You know, people are portraying Asian characters. People are portraying black characters, but they're not necessarily Asian. They're not necessarily black. And there's always this kind of, uh, now you're impersonating, or are you doing, you're wearing this and that, and you're uh, painting your eyes so that they kind of look Asian, and you're doing this and that, and you're using whatever makeup. And it's I'm torn, to say the least, because the one thing is, There are people who actually would like to dress up and behave and be and look at least look like a person that they admire that happens to be Asian or black or whatever. And they try to mimic it the best they can because they admire this person. So it has it's it's always an it's 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 a different feeling than black facing, which is just awful, you know. And then the other thing is that uh, having worked as a comedian, there's another thing. If you uh, happen to do a parody of, I don't know, let's let's say Eddie Murphy. If you're a white guy and you're parodying Eddie Murphy, you couldn't really actually in these days because you would have to blackface yourself. And I wouldn't 
there's no chance in hell I would do that. <laughs> you know, absolutely none. Yeah, I wouldn't. Mm. But on the other hand, if Eddie Murphy would do a parody of me, which he will never do, because he will die not the fuck knowing who I am. But never mind. If he would, he's do a fan a, of the show. You would a parody. If he would do a parody of you or me or you, he wouldn't do a white face. He would just do a good Quite parody. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And we wouldn't be offended because we come from a place of, a place of privilege, potentially. Exactly. Right? We come from a place of yeah. privilege, so we wouldn't be offended. This is absolutely right. And this is one thing that I really kind of train myself to do, which is a hard thing, to always think that, okay, so now if I would be in that position, what what would I feel? Would, would that be wrong or would, wouldn't it? And it's it's really hard because being privileged as we are – Mm, it's yeah. a hard thing to wrap your we head We can only about. see it through those eyes, right? We can only see it through those privileged eyes. And we, I think it's extremely important to to take into full account the wishes and, you know, feelings of the community that you're trying to portray. Absolutely. Right? And, Absolutely. Yeah, that's, Maybe that's and I remember that there also- was a LARP, uh, a live action role play group, and they did a dance when they were uh, uh, on the, you, you know what live action role play is, I hope, I do. You do right, oh. and they would. They, they they had this habit of doing a dance, which was resembling kind of the haka dance of the uh, uh, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, New Zealand, uh, yeah, rugby team, for example. Right, <laughs> and the thing was that some critic arose about that, if that be, would be cultural appropriation, and what they did was they uh, wrote an email to the local whatever you may call it. Uh, 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 Association. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know the exact word, but at, at least people who would, who would honestly judge what they think about that. And the answer was, we really, really don't like it. Would you please stop doing that? And they did. You know, which is, which is okay, I think, which is cool because they said, yeah, well, I mean, we're in a... F- fantasy-ish world in our LARP, uh, we can just make something up. We don't We don't need to to, to kind of, I don't know, uh, a copy, steal or whatever, something from another culture, if they're not comfortable with it. We just think of something else, which was totally fine. Well. I mean, it opens the question, of course, of who speaks for whom. Right? That's true, because uh, there's many people, many different groups sometimes, you know, saying... Something else, whatever, depending on... Uh, hmm. But at least, I mean, that was their way to find out if what they did was okay. And at least they asked, because, you know, 10 years ago, nobody would have given a shit and they would just just done it and nobody would have cri- yeah. criticized them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. honestly, like uh, the minstrel shows, you know, were blackfacing was basically yeah. the, the main thing. The last, like there was this British minstrel show, which was huge. There was, yeah. That was, in the 80s still, right? That was still, reruns were run in the 80s. Yeah. And they stopped producing it in the mid-70s. So it's not, it's not a long time ago, you know, that's, we're talking like 40-ish years. Max. And in Germany, um, I remember because I, I, once I was a member of a uh, quite uh, a famous uh, comedy show here in Germany, which was uh, something like the Saturday Night Live in America, it was called RTL Samstagnacht. I was a team member there in front of the camera. And I remember that we had to do a sketch in blackface doing political whatever-ish uh, satire in and we had to wear blackface and cotton picking clothing and wow. sing uh gospel ish and and i i remember 
that I was very uncomfortable, which is good, but I don't remember myself saying, we can't do this. I don't remember that. But I remember that we felt uncomfortable, both Mirko and I, we felt it, we felt that it was wrong, somehow, at least. <laughs> but I, I, I really hope that nobody digs up that very, very low moment in my life, because, that, oh God, that was really bad. I mean, it says something about the broader culture at in in Germany and at RTL. In the you know, we're talking about mid nineties. Yeah, mid nineties. I mean, that's oh not man, it's time. not that long time. It's not that long ago. Mm. How on earth? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So we're we're moving somewhere, hopefully. Yeah, I think this at the very moment we're in some kind of a transition transit zone. You know, where people are trying to wrap their heads around stuff and trying to trying make... Trying to feel where the borders are, right? Right. They're trying to discover where the edges lie because there also have to be edges, right? Because it can't be that everything is off limits either. Sure. That's the tricky especially, thing. Especially it's, for comedy. It's I mean, if, where it is. Yeah, just think of, think of John Cleese uh, who's making fun of the Germans. So I'm not saying uh, that I... Don't mention the war. Yeah, don't mention the war. <laughs> but I'm, 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 not, uh, I'm not referring actually to that he makes fun of Hitler, which is a good thing, or the Germans. I'm referring to that he makes the Jews on the table feel so bad bad about it and they actually cry in the yeah. speech so yeah, yeah, yeah there's there's this fine line where i think i think that what he did there is still relevant because he's making fun of the right thing and he's showing that in faulty towers in the 70s or whenever this was that this hurts a lot and i still think this is okay but there are you know there are other ways where uh, you're making fun of stuff like that and it's just so not okay you, and and fully, fully agree. Yeah, and the, and there are people today who say we can't show that episode of Faulty Towers because it makes fun of the Jews. And I think we still have to adapt and learn and find out what the boundaries are exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, and hopefully, quite famously, very recently, the there's been a, a warning added to the Muppets. Have you seen this? No. Um, that uh, so um, I, I think is is it Disney Plus that has the Muppets on? I think yeah, it, it is. It is. Um, yeah, and uh, they now have a warning in front of the um, of the of the of the series, basically of, of every episode, saying that it's it includes culturally sensitive issues, uh, which is very interesting. Yeah, well, because you know, you know it's why not? Because I mean, it does. Yeah, sure, sure. And the old the yeah, old Disney sure. cartoons. I mean, they're full of uh, 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 anti-Jewish and uh, they they ridicule basically <laughs> anyone. Which uh, and and they uh, they have uh, um, parodies of black people and parodies of Italians and yep. whatever. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it's totally okay. I think to make people read this one page, so act so at least that they're aware of it. Yeah. I, and and what I actually quite like about it is that they they haven't just taken it down. Right. They haven't right. said. Well, so right. th this is. Th this is a sensitive topic that some people might, might find offensive. Let's just therefore remove it. They're saying, look, this is the issue. It comes up in, in essentially a kid's TV show. Um, this is this is what it is. And if you're not okay with it, don't watch it. Uh, it was, you know, from a different time. And uh, it's it's not, you know, and, and that's what it is. I think that's probably the right way to do it for, for stuff that was done from the past, right? Absolutely. Because it also essentially hi highlights the issue, right? It's it not hiding it. it. Well, I, I mean, in, in, in a way, it's still, it's still uh, doing the, it's still spreading the stuff. But at least it's, it's 
using it somehow to tell people that it's not right. Uh, yeah, and I think we could talk for a whole episode about this. Yeah, right? absolutely. This is very interesting. This topic. is true. Yeah, make two episodes about. None it. of us are experts on. Yeah, right. None of us are experts on it either. Yeah, right? and we're not hurt by it, which is a way a major thing. We are not hurt by it. We are privileged by the stuff. So correct. Well, correct. Yeah, yeah, correct. At least we got that, which is a good thing. I hope. Oh, we're so woke. Aren't we woke? <laughs> Let's pat ourselves on the shoulder. Yeah, and do the woke blues. So woke. <laughs> let's, let's. I'm looking forward to to seeing the woke blues appear on your Instagram page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'll contribute to the song by sending you a click. Yeah, <laughs> don't, be, don't be great. <laughs> do the blues to a click in an air conditioned room and see what you come up with. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> See how see how real this is going to be. Let's just end this Possibly. now. Let's end this now. There's, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Well, it was a pleasure, Tommy. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining us. Really, it was a really fun, really fun chat. Thank you really very it. much.